G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Dr. William Vun, who is from Glory Christian Centre in Malaysia. Uh, I've had a uh, Zoom chat with him recently, and I thought, I've got to get this guy on the radio to share a bit of his story. Uh, They've got a church of a couple of thousand in Malaysia. Uh, Welcome along to the program, uh, Dr. William. Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? Thank you, Pastor Matt. And... uh I, I was born and raised in Malaysia. Yes, it is Malaysia, which was known to be North Borneo. Ah, North Borneo, okay. And tell us about your upbringing. Did you have a religious upbringing? Yes, I uh, I came from a Christian family, uh, an Anglican family. I am the fourth generation uh, Christian. And uh, my uh, great-grandfather came from China. And what about uh, your faith journey? Did you always believe in Jesus, or was there a conversion experience as a teenager? How did you? Uh, how has your personal faith journey been? Uh, from young, I used to go to uh, the Sunday school, and uh, uh, but it was around about eleven or twelve. I made a decision to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, uh, but I was not really committed then. Uh, not until when I was 17, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that was where I took up my relationship with God in a serious way. And was there a big change in your life then? Oh, yes, uh, there was a big change. Uh, before then, I was like, uh, uh, in a way, like a rascal. I just did what I wanted to do, and it fights involved with a lot of uh, even some gangsterism and things like that. Uh, but when I encountered Jesus in an open vision, uh, that changed everything. And uh, it was at that time that God called me into the ministry. And I was 17 at that time. Wow. And tell us about uh, your uh, ministry from then on. Did you get go to Bible college straight away? What did you do next? Uh, yes, I went to Bible college almost straight away the the, uh, the following year, actually. I went to Singapore. I was there for uh, uh, three years. I, I finished my diploma there. And I came back to serve in the church for a year uh, before I went to uh, Melbourne to Ridley College, where I spent another three years. Uh, eventually, I came back and I served in the Anglican Church uh, as a minister for 13 years before 
God called us to start uh, Glory Christian Centre, which is an independent church. And tell us about the size of your church now. Uh, we have about 2,000, uh, and uh, it has come down a, a, a bit since the pandemic, but uh, it is still uh, vibrant and uh, it is still very active. Uh, we find that we have uh, more, now we have more and more non-believers coming in added, added to the church. I guess because the pandemic has, has really affected the lives of many and they are, they are finding hope uh, in God and they are finding like meaningful relationship uh, and encouragement in the church. And that's why we are experiencing actually a, a very significant growth in the last few months. That is wonderful to hear. And I know your church does a lot of ministries in other nations as well. What uh, what other nations do you do ministry in? I, I, I do a lot of this um, mentoring uh, of pastors and churches in different nations. Um, basically, uh, there are three in the Philippines, in Indonesia, and also in South Africa. Um, what we do is that we are helping pastors personally uh, how to how to maybe rise up uh, stronger, better, with better clarity and vision uh, in their ministry, and how we help churches, and sometimes even to help in reorganizing churches, uh, how to be effective and be efficient in what they are doing. And that's what we are doing. We we have a bigger group in the Philippines. Uh, we have a few hundred pastors and leaders in the Philippines that we are helping regularly. We will go there for we will go there maybe about five times, four five times a year. The same in Indonesia, uh, and once a year we could go to South Africa. Mm, that is wonderful. So good to hear uh, of the the work you're doing, encouraging pastors around the world. Uh, and let's just backtrack a little bit and uh, have a, a talk about your time in Australia. So what was it like uh, coming from Malaysia to Australia to do Bible college? Did you find it a bit of a culture shock? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a big cultural shock. That was my first, uh, that was my first trip to, uh, 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 to a different culture, I would say, and I couldn't. My English was not that good at that time, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't really under uh, understand what the lecturers were saying. So I struggled a lot. Uh, but God has been good. We uh, I did I I did two diplom two uh, diplomas uh, within three years. So I put about five six years into into three years, and I managed to finish that. Uh, that was uh, that was fun, but uh, uh, I had uh, I had uh, I would say pressuring uh, time when I was in Ridley College because I did nothing but just study and study and study. I I seldom even went out to see what was what was around Australia. It was always within the uh, the college compound. And uh, so I, I didn't really enjoy myself in Australia during my three years, my first three years there. Well, the other connection we've got with Australia is that 
One of my good friends, uh, James O'Keefe, was in your church for a number of years. Now, James works yes. at New Hope uh, as a bus chaplain and he runs a, an outreach service and he's a, he's a very enthusiastic uh, Aussie evangelist. Uh, what was it like having an Aussie in your church for a few years? Did he keep you on your toes? <laughs> uh, uh, James, uh, uh, James was a really, uh, a really fun, you know, fun brother to have and to be with. And uh, he has so much that he always wants to share. He wants to, you know, uh, that he, so much that in him that 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 just came out in a very very natural way. Um, when he was here with us, he was very, he was very active in, in different ways. Uh, whenever he is not, or whenever he was not flying, he would be involved in what the church doing. And, uh, he involved in our Bible school as well. We have a Bible school and the Bible school is still going on. Uh, uh, and he involved in, in some uh, ministry here and there, but he hasn't really been in any specific department, partly because of his commitment in flying. Uh, if if he had been involved in any specific department, uh, he may not be able to be consistent uh, in, in, uh, in his time commitment. Uh, but the people, the people loved him, the people really have been very encouraged by him, his openness, his friendliness, his willing to reach out all the time. And one thing that I really appreciate him uh, is that he has been very discreet in sharing the gospel uh, with his colleague, sharing the gospel even in public, uh, because sometimes it is not that convenient in our society to just go out to public and and share the gospel uh, because in Malaysia uh, we don't just have the Christian faith; we have other faith, and our government is always very sensitive about uh, about not stirring up uh, any religious sentiments or misunderstanding among faith. Uh, so there are certain things that we uh, it is not convenient for us to to speak aloud in public or or even to really reach out to people in other faith. Mm. Yeah, and I, I know James has told me before that when he was working for Malaysian Airlines, a majority of the staff he worked with were Muslim, um, but they all knew he was a Christian and uh, he was always, you know, making the most of any chance he, he got to be able to say he was a Christian. Uh, but uh, it can be quite difficult in, in a nation uh, like in Malaysia. I, I think it's about 63% I, I, I saw at one stage uh, where it's uh, uh, pra- people practicing Islam and it's the state religion of Malaysia. Right. And, and then Buddhism's right. about 18%. Christianity, I think, is about 9%. Is that about right? Uh, yes, it would be about about 10, 9%, 10%. Yeah. yeah, correct, yes. And are you finding there is an increase in Christianity in Malaysia? Is there uh, any revivals breaking out that you're hearing about? Generally, generally, uh, there is uh, a slow increase. There's an increase, but it's a slow increase. Mm. Uh, there are certain certain areas. There are certain areas whereby you find the churches and Christians are more active, more vibrant. 
uh, than the other areas. Uh, generally, Malaysian churches, I would say, are pretty healthy. Uh, healthy in the sense that, uh, in the sense that uh, churches are like uh, we are still growing, uh, in spite of what, uh, in spite of some pressures coming around us. There is a big difference between East Malaysia and West Malaysia. We East Malaysia in Borneo, we were under the British colony before. So we have a higher percentage of Christians over this side in East Malaysia. Not so much in West Malaysia. And tell us West what... Malaysia has a much lower percentage of believers. And yeah. East Malaysia, where we are, uh, we uh, uh, the churches here are generally a, a bit bigger uh, because of the numbers of believers and churches are um, generally a bit more vibrant uh, in where we are East Malaysia, but not so much in West Malaysia. I just noticed on your website, Pastor William, that uh, you do a lot of community care. Uh, you do outreaches to those that are uh, you know, doing it tough. Uh, tell us a bit about what that looks like in, in your community. Okay. Um, our community care is that uh, we just, we, it is a ministry where, number one, we want to make known, uh, we want to inform the society that uh, in any community, whether Christian community or non-Christian community, community even the, uh, you know, uh, of other religions, if they need any assistance, any help in anything, uh, we can be a helping hand. We can, we may be able to do something uh, to meet their needs. Because one of the things that we teach in our church is see a need, meet a need. Uh, that is the, uh, the 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 first thing that we do. And in our community care, secondly, is that we want to really. Be as friendly as we can uh, to the society, opening and uh, making the church a friendly uh, 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 body, and always allowing the our society, our community to know that the doors are always open uh, to whoever and to whatever. Uh, so we we do uh, we every year we have maybe about four five about five uh, different projects project to schools project to homes uh, project to other uh, organizations sometimes and other smaller communities or tribal communities uh, just to let them know that there is a group of uh, Christians out there in town who are always available to help whenever there is a need. And sometimes because of a flood or any dis- a natural disaster, uh, we would be there as well. Mm. Yes, that's our community work. Well, it is wonderful to hear about how your church is reaching out to the community and uh, you know reaching out to other nations as well. Uh, if people want to find out more, they can search up Glory Christian Centre in Malaysia, 
and uh, find out more about Pastor William and the incredible ministry they have in Malaysia. It has been wonderful to hear a bit of your story today, Pastor William. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt, for the time. I really appreciate that. And God bless you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, Devotions, Downloads and Dad Jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.